Troops, here we are. It's the Eagle Podcast. And tonight I've been joined by a fellow veteran and a fellow podcast host. It's the legend. It's Tomo from the Granite Zero Podcast. Tomo, are you doing okay? I'm good, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. Hey, Tomo, I think you're doing great work, mate. I've listened to a few of your podcasts. Um, and the first thing I was impressed with with your podcast is I love your logo design. So let's talk about all things Granite Zero. All things Granite Zero. Do you know what? This is the first time I've actually generally been the other way around. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's a strange experience. But no, it's good. But yeah, Granite Zero, the logo. Is that what? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's start with the logo. The logo. Right, so I had in my head... um, being an RAF regiment gunner for my sins, yeah, known as the Rock Apes. So I wanted a fucking an ape, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the best of all apes is definitely the gorilla. So I wanted the gorilla, a gorilla face. Um, I always wear uh, trucker hats. Or yeah, I yeah. Tend to wear them. Um, so I wanted him wearing a camo trucker hat because it's a podcast. I wanted the headphones on as well. Yeah. Um, so basically, that's how it started, and. Um, what I did was I got in contact with, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he does all the artwork design for uh, the Pirate and the Kid podcast in America. Oh, wow. Amazing. So I literally, I literally, like I've done with all my guests as well, pop luck, I sent him an email and went, look, I'm trying to do this. I can't draw for shit. Yeah. Could you give me a little bit of, um, a little bit of an idea of what I could do? And he went, yeah, no problem. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a veteran as well, so is there any chance of a discount? And he was like, yeah, definitely. I'll do it for free for you. No problem. Wow. I was like, yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah. And then uh, literally he was like, um, like every week he was like, oh, bear with me. I'm going to get round to it. I'll get round to it. I was like, there's no dramas. Yeah. Me. I'm like that with everything at the minute. I'm like, I have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden an email popped out of nowhere and it was the, um, the original one that he sent without all the colours and that. And I was like, fucking that's brilliant. Then he was like, what colours do you want? And I was like, well, obviously I want black and green for yeah, one yeah. Style background. And then he, he popped up with that logo and I was like, this is brilliant. And he was like, oh, I could change it if you want. I was like, nah, just keep it as it is. Because the, the original, original, original logo, I sort of stole from the internet. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those ones. I want a gorilla face. Boom. But yeah, this one, I, I was so chuffed with it. In fact, he's behind me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... It, 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 it's class, mate. Honestly, like that was the first thing I saw of yours, and I was like, "That's that's a really boss fucking logo." Um, it's eye catching, and and then obviously the granite zero is that your Afghan call sign? Uh, now on my last tour, I was um, a comms geek. Right, so I was stuck in the HQ. Basically, their words they wanted to keep me safe because it was my last tour, and I'd uh, put my papers in. Um, so mm-hmm. what happened was I said, look. I've put my papers in. It's a joint decision between me and my missus. Yeah. Um, my last tour, but I will do the tour for you because you haven't got any other decent signalers, <laughs> he says. Nah. Um, so, yeah, my, um, uh, so, Granite Zero was my call sign. Well, my call sign was the HQ's call sign. Um, and that, that was basically me. I dealt with every major incident of that tour that we had came through yeah. while I was on the hot, in the hot seat. Which was a pain in the ass. What what tour was that, mate? Herrick was? That was Herrick I wanna say Herrick third was it yeah. thirteen? 
I'll tell you. Hold on. He's got his medals. I, I've got me. I've got me medals behind me, but it's in my um, in me little fucking, in me little bookie book. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's cool. It's cool that you've got all this memorabilia. Uh, I just look. I was just looking there. You've got some good stuff, haven't you, hanging up there? Oh, I've got some decent stuff. I'll, I'll um, talk you through some of it in a sec. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a chat because I'm just sort of eyeballing yeah, a few bits and pieces. Um, was it any other one? These are my my tour diaries. Ah, it's, look, man, it's 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 all right. Well, you know, Herrick's Herrick was Herrick. Um, I'm just sort right, of trying to being Herrick seventeen. Right. Cool. Yeah, because uh, Herrick thirteen was when I went to uh calf so, right. yeah, 17 yeah nice one um because it's quite an unusual call sign isn't it like i remember sort of like um some of the call signs out there um were, were fairly alley but i think granite zero is a fairly um alley yeah, call well, sign um, <laughs> the the regiment have two um okay. for some reason we we tend to go with granite because obviously it's a hard rock so they go they go with granite or the other one is Centurion. Um, so when we're doing our handover, one one will be Centurion and the other one will be Granite. So we don't get yeah. confused. So you, we, you, you, you we sort of swapped over. We swapped yeah. over after the famous Battle of Bastion. Yeah, that was, um, <laughs> yeah, that's... that was the uh, squad the squadron before us. That was that was quite Herrick Twelve. Yeah, yeah. Um... So you talked about it. You were in in the RAF and in, in the RAF Reg. Like, obviously, I'm aware of, of the RAF Reg. And um, but people listening, <laughs> people listening, look at look, man. I, I I don't ditch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't ditch on no, anyone's I, I, cat I, I, badge or anything like that. With the with the banter, personally. Um, yeah. What because talk talk us through why you chose the RAF and the RAF Reg in particular. Well, the uh, RAF has always been in my family. Basically, my granddad. Okay. Was a, Aircraft technician during World War Two. He's actually pretty alley. I'll show you some. Show you his little fucking chest, chest mounts. Oh wow, he's stacked. Yeah, mate. He's got a um, uh, British British Embassy medal. He got. They, wow. they decommissioned them out. I think. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm with nobody in the family knows how he got it. But. When I was Sound. reading up, on, when I was reading up on it, he had to have done something, some sort of act of valor to get it. Yeah, yeah. We believe yeah. that while he was in Belize, he was fixing a helicopter under um, under contact, I believe. Wow. Um, but when me, me, me and me old man were going through it, uh, his medals, he's got another one, a World War Two valor medal as well. But right. Again, we like we speak to my nan, and she's like, well, "What did you get that for?" She's like, "I don't know." <laughs> like, brilliant. Cheers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my my granddad did uh, thirty five years, I believe. Yeah, um, my dad did twenty two years as a PTI. Um, in fact, he was the excuse me uh, lead instructor for uh, lead parachute jumping instructor in the country. Wow! So they they sent him to Hereford, which is where I'm from. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, he was attached to the Alley Boys. And yeah, um, yeah I, I always wanted to follow in the footsteps, whether it was joining the military, but I was definitely always wanted to be in the Air Force. Um, originally, I wanted to be a PTI. I did all my um, all my badges and all my qualifications before I uh, joined up. Got there, and me being me, I failed the aptitude test. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. 
Right. Twice, and I was like, "Well, I can't, I can't be asked to do it again." I'm pretty sure you could, at that, those times you couldn't do it again. I'm pretty sure you could only do it twice. Yeah. Um, so they gave me this list. Funny enough, it was only a mark that I failed it by. I got yeah. 56, and you needed 57 to be a PTI. Right. Um, so basically, what <laughs> they gave me this list of all these jobs I could do, all trades, MT, fucking dental assistant, fucking list goes on and on. Yeah. Right yeah. At the bottom is RAF regiment gunner, and like big bold letters <laughs> I was like what's that one then and they were like oh you, you don't want to do that but this is the bloke in the afro like, I was like <laughs> me being me again yeah but what is it though oh uh, here's a DVD of it class and to be fair <laughs> the Air Force when it comes to certain things they do produce some good good top quality stuff so I was watching that and I was like I want to do that I want, I want to do that that's fucking brilliant um, and, and for me as well I was speaking to my dad it was the next um, physically demanding job in the Air Force. And yeah. if I wanted to, I could transfer over to become a PTI. That was, that yeah. was the option. Um, but yeah, my, my old man was telling me to get, get a trade instead as well, which is quite funny. Do you know what, mate? I, I kind of don't... I kind of don't feel like that's great advice. Like, and, and you're not the first person that said that to me, but this whole thing of get a trade in the military... Is bullshit because I don't know anyone who's left the military and and is now still doing the trade that they joined the military to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know loads. I know loads of. I know loads of engineers, mate. They've got out with plant licenses, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't move over. So there's no point. You might as well get out and fucking start your own podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'll do whatever you want to do. So how? So talk talk us through that then, Tom. All right, because I know I know nothing about sort of RAF selection process training. Talk us talk us through that. The, the, the funny thing is, right, with with the regiment, we are our own entity, really. Yeah. Because because the army hate us because we're yeah, infantry. Yeah. Very yeah. Thomas. Yeah. The air force hate us because we're infantry. Yeah. The navy just hate everyone. I feel. Um, so basically, we're we're sort of shunned to one camp, which is um, RAF Honington, which is our main base. Where the um, rest of the Air Force they go off to Holton and do their uh, eight weeks basics, and then they go off and do their trade. Where yeah. we do all ours in house at the um, uh, regiment depot. Yeah. So basically, we we start off. We do our first eight weeks. Yeah. I think it's eight weeks. When we finished that, this is all changed now, but when I did... Yeah, that, yeah, when you were going through, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did the first eight weeks, and then we got... Yeah, then we did uh, bayonet training, which was our first stage of passing out into the Air Force, slash getting ready to do the regiment gunner phase, which is the infantry phase. So we did the eight weeks, then we ended up doing the rest of the... 21 weeks of uh, soldiering. Yeah. Then we did a further, I want to say six weeks, but that could be wrong. Um, yeah. That's when I, we did the last, inverted commas again, hard course. <laughs> the, um, the famous five mile of death. Well, I, I'm, I, I, want to, I want to talk about the five mile of we'll, death. We'll talk about that in a second. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we, we uh, do our, our last six weeks is basically advanced training um trade skills the, within yeah all the, the bigger the bigger weapon systems and, and yeah whatever. i mean 
I mean, not taking anything away from like, I mean, I only my only sort of dealings with the RAF with the RAF regiment was on Herrick and was in Camp Bastion and was in Camp Security. Now we we can say whatever we want, but and um, to sleep to sleep at night, you need people staggering on a camp. That's just how it yeah, is, yeah. and and that, and like. A- that's another little um, common misconception with the with the RAF reg itself, because um, in Bastion, yeah, we did we did monitor most of the towers, but yeah, the, the squadron itself is quite big. Um, so what they'll do, they'll have a, um, a a flight or a platoon doing the towers, and yeah. the other the other another two will be out doing what we call a tesseral patrol, yeah. which where we go outside of the wire, which a lot of people go, what you fucking do. We do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We go out and make sure the Tesla footprint is clear. Basically, what that is is to make sure the aircrafts can land and take off safely without being shot out of the air. Yeah, yeah. Worse, we actually do that very well. Um, little things we get shit for, like the Battle of Bastion. Why did they get so close? So then, how did they get the fence and things? I'd love to shed light on it, but I wasn't there, so I can't really. Um, well, I mean, I'll tell you why. Because the Taliban were a fucking extremely motivated, um, driven enemy. <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that, that's the answer. Um, they're the <laughs> hardest blokes I've ever fought, and I'm from the northeast. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> but, no, look, you, you know, we weren't, we weren't fighting um, idiots. Uh, we were fighting a highly motivated, skilled enemy. Um, yeah, who, in their who, own backyard as well. In, in their own backyard, like however you want to, however you want to take it. And then there was always talk of um, foreign fighters, Chechens, um, ex IRA people training. Do you know what I mean? There's always that like yeah, yeah. chatter about there's foreign fighters in country training these people. And let's let's make no mistakes about it. The British Army and the British Empire have a lot of enemies. Do you know what I mean? A lot of them, a, a lot of them pretend to be our friends, but yeah, they're not. We, we can pretty much assume that we are the most hated nation in the in the world. <laughs> so th- th- that's how they got. That's how they got so close, mate. It wasn't anyone's downfall, anyone's doing. It was the fact that the Taliban are actually fairly fucking switched on and, and actually a really motivated enemy that had figured out. Uh, and let's not forget, Bastion as a camp um, was its footprint was absolutely fucking massive. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was massive. So I, I, um. I'm a little bit limited on on Bastion itself because I I um I was basically in in the HQ so I lived yeah, yeah, yeah. from our, our lines to fucking yeah. Siege and, and yeah Bastion. yeah yeah um, um and living in a fucking basically like this living in a shed <laughs> yeah well <laughs> man everyone had a everyone had a role to play so oh, yeah. you know that, that, I don't, I don't get me wrong I I actually thoroughly enjoyed doing the role I did I was a bit gutted. Because I put in to go to Tac P a number of times because I, I blow my own horn here. I was, I was a fucking decent signaller. I was fucking oh. pretty shit off. I got asked by a number of the um, air desk while I was out there to go and join them, take my papers out and things like that. And I was like, nah, I've sort of made up my mind here now, which is a bit annoying because I actually wanted to do that. Um, that that'll bring us on nicely, Tom. All right, so. I left the forces because of uh, because of well because of Afghan because of constantly like I think if I'd have stayed in I would have done four Afghans on pretty much year year on year off yeah, um, yeah. 
but I did two and sort of didn't fancy the third one um, because yeah. I didn't feel like it was a place you could just keep on going back to no, mentally, no. mentally or physically and keep coming back with awesome stories in LSA days. Do you know what I mean? I didn't feel like that was a part of the yeah. plan. Um, so you decided to leave. How have you found the transition from, from leaving to civilian? It was, it was difficult. However, I didn't think in, my, in myself, I didn't think I was transitioning any, any worse than anyone else in my yeah. head. I was like, no, I'm fine with this. What are you on about? So it was about five five years ago that I I left five. Yeah. Yeah, about five years ago, I'd say. So six years actually. So it means six years. In that time, I've had four five jobs. Okay. But in my head, I was like, oh, I'm fine with this. Mm. I, I found that I was getting into a job, getting restless, put me put basically put me papers in, doing another yeah. job, getting restless, doing the same thing. My mistress was like, you're, something's not right. I was like, mm. what do you mean? When you're not settling, why aren't you settling? And uh, we found that when I actually eventually sat down and spoke about it, which was um, just before I had a bit of a breakdown, um, I, lost, I lost that sense of purpose. But I think a lot of um, soldiers, gunners, uh, yeah. airmen, sailors, they, they, when they wore the uniform, they had something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I was always oh Tomo the the gunner. Oh, fucking, my cat does this every fucking. Ah yeah, contact front. Yeah, <laughs> she jump, jumps onto the shed and I'm like fucking what. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I lost that sense of purpose and uh, I couldn't find it. And I was like, I'm. And every time I talked to my missus, she'd say something. I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm fucking useless. I can't do anything. I've got, I've got no skills. Mm. She's like, you have got skills. I was like, what? When I left, I did a CP course. Well, I'm not even using it. Mm. So, little things like that. And I was like, I, I've, about it. Do you know what, Tom? I, I've, I've, and I'll do it again. I've thrown the resettlement process under the bus quite a few times on my podcast. And, and I feel like it's a great, it's great in principle, but it's delivered really poorly because. I, I, I agree, mate. I agree. In, I, and what I, I mean by, what, what I mean by that is, you, you went to the resettlement guy and said, right, I want to do CP. And instead of someone from the civilian sector sitting you down and saying, look, look, Tom, oh, mate, um, it ain't going to happen, kid. Not because you're not a good soldier or you're not a good what, whatever. It's because the sheer volume of Marines and Paris yeah, exactly. and top-notch infantiers that were leaving the service. And it's jobs for the boys. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're all... I, I, I fully know exactly what that's like. Um, basically, I, I did it because... I thought, I'll get that done. I've got a good qualification. I can get into security work. Blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah. luckily for me, I and even today, I still have an in with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two two very close mates that um, are doing CP work. I won't put their name out here. Yeah, yeah. But also, my, my old man, is um, he does um, uh, residential uh, security in a minute for a high-powered person. Right. <laughs> so um, I've I've had a few phone calls from from the top guy at his firm. That's like Tom, Tom do you want to come and join your old man? I'm like, I would, but I kind of need that security. It's security within the job, as in 
I can't keep going off for three or four weeks at a time and then coming back. I was like, mm. that's not why I left the Air Force. I left the Air Force because I wanted to spend time at home. And and do you think that's another thing where with this real settlement process, someone should have said to you, look, you, you're pretty much oh, leaving and you want to do CP and you, you'll never be at home, mate. You've got to chase yeah. the money. Like I've had a few guys on here who've done CP work and everything they say is always, there's no security in security. Um, yeah. And I don't really, you know, it was never, it was never my dream to go and do, to, to go and do that. But I feel like there's a lot of guys like you, and I'll use you as the example, who have been sold this dream of silly pop star money, um, yeah, and, and everyone, everyone can go and chase it. And 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 I, and I feel like the security companies, like the, the training providers, they've clicked on to this great idea. Oh, we can get this money from the from the MOD. We'll train lads up. And they could probably just look at a group. Of, they could probably just look at your CV, or you look at your military record, and just go, "He's got no chance again at CP." Yeah, he's got a chance. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, depend on, depend on where you're coming from. Um, so, so, so you talked about, and your story, mate, sounds a lot like mine. Um, banging but, through job after job. Were you yeah, sort of? I did. I I settled, um, on a job for coming up. It was coming up to my two-year point when they started being dickheads. Right. <laughs> Funnily enough, you should say I did actually use some of my CP uh, qualification to get this job. Uh, basically, my BTEC in close protection has uh, surveillance training in it. Right. So I, I got trained as um, a surveillance operator. I worked as part of the um, Cotswold group. I was yeah. doing surveillance uh, against um, insurance frauds. So right. people that yeah, make yeah. injuries and then claim, I'd go out yeah, and spy yeah. basically for oh, nice. hours a day, 10 hours a day. And I can't lie, it was a fucking, one of the best jobs I've ever done in terms. So basically I was, my, my area was London and the South East, which is where I am. I'm in Kent. So, Land of England. Yeah. They, <laughs> 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 they, they, uh, they basically started slowly drifted me so then i was like midlands sort of area and then it was then it started going southeast and i was like you guys don't have to piss now i went and then it started going manchester york wow. things like that i was like i can't keep because basically they thought they had me because i wouldn't work mondays and tuesdays my missus works mondays and tuesdays so i said if i do every weekend which i didn't mind doing i was doing it for a, in my previous job I'll do every weekend if I can have those two days so my missus can go to work, I can have the kids. Yeah, no problem, Tom, no problem. Then it would be Friday, you'd get your list of job sheets for the next day. You'd like get your email in and you're like, fucking hell, I'm in Birmingham. Why am I there? Yeah. Oh, there's nobody in the South East that will work with you. I'll work on my own. Do you know? yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. So then I'd have to go up Friday night, get my get that get in the hotel, or go up Saturday morning, and then stay over because it was a two day job and things like that. It was just a fucking ball right. ache. And then it, like, then it was like have that chat with the missus. <laughs> Time to move on. And they wouldn't they wouldn't change either. They wouldn't change it, which was a pain. There must have been a lot of um, military. It sounds like something that would be military heavy as well. Like the people in the structure. Yeah, well, it was. Um, we we had a um, like a open day sort of thing to say thank you to the operatives, and they were like, "We can show you now our CV list 
And it was basically, they had like 3,000 CVs come through. Mm. And they're like, if you don't have police or military background, your CV will go in the bin. Yeah. And then if you don't answer their specific questions in the interview, you're basically not going to go in. It's like, so yeah, pretty much everybody I work with was military background, to be fair. Mm. A couple of yeah. ex-coppers. And, and you, did you find yourself clashing with people in authority? Did you find yourself having, like, you felt like, an, you felt that you were, ang- like, I don't want to say angry, but frustrated. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's a bit frustrating in yourself. Like, I, I sort of, like, a year and a half after being out of the service, like, realised that at the time I'd made a mistake of leaving the service. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, it, mine it was only in t- in only until, job. yeah. Yeah, my, mine came in my, in my first job, which was, um, Basically, I mean, my my missus's old man got me a job. He's one of the um, general managers of a massive Waitrose distribution centre. Right. He went, look, we're getting you on your feet, get a job, you work here, um, use your um, security license, you can work in the security. I was like, ah, oh, fucking spot on. 12-hour shifts, I could do that nights and days. Then I found out that the um, uh, security manager and his deputy came from one one was a, a former jeweler and the other one was worked in the chill warehouse or something i was like well what do these chimps know about security and they were like well would you know and i went well, i did force protection for five and a half years i'm pretty sure i know security and they were like well we'll do it this way i basically changed their entire uh, patrolling makeup that they did um how they should train each security officer did all that um, and then they started taking my ideas and using it as their own, which started to piss me off. And then basically I lost all, <laughs> all sense of authority, which yeah. isn't very good. Your father-in-law is the general manager. Yeah, no, it's, um, that's fair enough. And, and, and how would you say, are you settled now? Are you happy enough now? Oh, I'm settled now. I still have a, a few classes, clashes with my manager. But um, yeah. that's, that's only because we're quite similar. He's not military background, but... He, he's um, yeah, he's got a very similar sort of mindset to me, so we sort of clash from time to time. But other than that, I'm I've actually finally settled. I don't know if it's the job itself or if it's because I've now got my my little baby, my podcast. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. So you feel like you've yeah, that, that'll take us like sort of semi back full circle to where we started. So, so the podcast for you, do you feel like you've started your own little? crew like your own little gang and you, you can yeah, feel like you're I, doing I, something I, again I, I definitely do i feel like i have um I have my own little my own little following at the minute it's it's, cool. it's slowly getting bigger um cool which to be fair i've said it to me brother i've said it to everyone it, as, it's not the reason why i started it i haven't i didn't start it to become the next fucking joe rogan because that's impossible yeah, yeah. he's really a fucking millionaire when he started it yeah um I started it so that I could get myself talking about whether it's problems or or whatever's going on in my head. That I've yeah, got that, yeah. Little, that little outlet to get it out. Otherwise, I'm I'm a bottler. I'll bottle it yeah, all yeah. and then just go the old saying of "I'm fine," and it's like, "Well, you're not fine." I can tell. Rick, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, no, it's it's great, man. Like I said, I've listened to a few. I've listened to a few of your podcasts, and I. Uh, you know, I follow you on Instagram, and we we both support each other, and it's it's great that the the veteran community is great, and there's a lot of great veteran brands. And and as I'm sat here looking at you in your battle shed, um, 
you're wearing a dead mammoth coffee, is it, that you're wearing? I am, yeah, indeed. Um, so what sort of brands do you like on, you know, what sort of veteran brands do you like? And, well, and you know, sh- awesome. Shout out your favourite brands. Uh, you got you got to shout out Redcoat to start with. Yeah. Wearing his yeah. hat as we speak. We're, we've, yeah. been, we've been in a few comms as well. He said he's going to come on the show. He's been, been on yours, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Smith's been on you. Alex is a top yeah, guy. He's yeah, Alex on. We're going to get him into comms and get him on, on the uh, on the zero. Cool. Um, Combat Fuel, obviously, is the big one. Not only yeah. do they support fucking veteran causes, they give to charity as well, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Dead Mammoth. And this is no word of all. I started out um, helping out 50 Cal Coffee. Yeah, Rob Dennison, top lad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, then the old dead man sent me some of, some of their um, fucking coffee pouches, and I went, "Oh, this is this is next level shit." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Modern Warrior, I've got to shout that guy out. Those guys. Right. Okay. Um, what do they do? Ones. They they do fitness apparel. Um, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Another mate of mine does um, CQB apparel as well. Oh, nice. He's another another Raf Reg Gunner. Um, cool. I want to see what else I've got here. Yeah. <laughs> nah, to be fair, I, I, I will. I'll veteran trees. He's he's done me a little sign, hasn't he? The legend. Oh, um, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, he's a top guy. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but in the back there, that's my. He's, I've got a crest like a crest of arms. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I've, yeah not, I've known him. I've known him for a bit of a time actually now. Um, but he's a great. He's a great guy, man. He's, he truly is yeah. a great guy. Yeah, he um he just randomly wanted to make this story hilarious. So I was just sat messing about on my phone on it on old uh, Instagram, and then yeah. the fucking Paul comes through, and he's like, "Tomo," I was like, "Yeah, not it's not like we've never we've I've never yeah, yeah. He's like, "Tomo, I'm gonna um I'm gonna do you a, a piece of piece of artwork." <laughs> I was like, "All right," and he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's, it's you can either have it yourself or you can auction it off for your um so nice." I've got, Supposed to have my charity football match coming up, but obviously yeah, I've seen that. that mate. Might, yeah, big smash. That might, that might get pushed back a little bit, but uh, anyway, yeah. So he uh, he ended up. He was like, "Which logo do you want?" I was like, "Well, I think the new one. I don't think that would have gone down as well on the wood." So mm. we went. For the, um, we went for the the retro Granite Zero logo. Nice, nice. Uh, obviously, HR4K as well. They're fucking brilliant. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone from 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 that circle, uh, and I feel like you you follow who you follow and you support who you follow. I mean, like I, I, um, I mean, they're from Hereford, aren't they? So maybe that's where your tie-in yeah. comes from. Um, I also serve. There's a there's a guy that's part of the HR4K London scene. Um, I can't. It's going Dave Mayer. His name is. That's his fucking name. Right. Okay, um, fair enough. Before, before I forget, yeah, he um, <laughs> he's part of the HR4K London. Uh, I served with him on 15 Squadron, so... Oh, cool. He, he basically, um, he was with the regiment for a, a number of years, and then he went to the Para Reserves when he came out. Oh, okay. And I think he plays okay. on the Para Reserves more than he does his regiment. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, fair play, mate. You, 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 uh, you bang the tune that gets you the most players, mate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, if, yeah. if, 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 if that's a dance. Um, Tom O'Mate, it's been cracking to speak to you and as we sort of come into the close down of the show um, I always end my shows with uh, the five watts now 
a lot of people know that I've changed them for the COVID-19. So the first one, Mucker, is uh, what does your day look like? Well, to be fair, mate, my day hasn't really changed. Cool. I'm, I'm classed because I, I do security for for the area of Kings Hill. Um, they've got a cancer ward and things like that there. Right. So I have to go in and make sure it's unlocked and what have you. So my day-to-day really, my yeah, my routine really hasn't changed as much. However, when I'm off and I've got my little monsters in the house, hmm. all hands on deck, mate. I'm a, I'm yeah. a teacher, fucking PE teacher, science teacher. <laughs> we take about, I've got a nice little walk out the back of the house that's a nice open field. It's nice. So we take them out for walks. Try and get them to do as much as we can, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my day... As boring as it sounds, it hasn't really fucking changed. <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's a fair shout, mate. Um, what workouts are you doing, mate? This has to be either mental or physical. Uh, basically, I, I, I stick to... Um, I, I like to do circuits. Like, they're sort of CrossFit-based, I guess. But okay. Without the, the gay bullshit. Right. Um, I, like, I like to use kettles. i got what I call um, Big Bertha, which is my 224s that I've got. I nice. just them about a bit. I do. I do the odd, um, the odd run. I'm not really built for running. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more built for fucking loading me up with a with a burger and sending me off for a walk. Um, but yeah. when the weather's nice as well, I go out on the old um, the road bike as well too. Uh, no. Which is which is quite handy when I go to work. Usually, um, at the minute, it's slightly different because um, Mrs. isn't at work, so I've got the car. We've only got one car. Yeah, um, but when she's at work, I take my bike to work, which is about seven miles or so. So it's a nice ride to work and back, which isn't too bad. Fair, fair shout, mate. Um, what have you started? Have you started anything new? I have, mate. Nice. Um, we sort of briefly touched on it a little bit about my tour diaries earlier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Basically, I've, I've started to jot down my my memoirs, basically. Nice. Of my time growing up. Uh, up until I joined up, um, I eventually will get on to doing my three tours that I did, and then basically the lead up to becoming Granite Zero. Um, nice. That is, that is my goal at the minute. Mega. Um, it's I'd, good, uh, man. It's good to have uh, start something new. Yeah, I had the uh, Adley Boy. Welcome back to the dark side. He, oh, uh, Chris Michaels. Yeah, he, he popped up and was like, we, we were talking about it. Um, he said, "If I need any help or any guidance with it, give him a give him a buzz, um, which I probably will do." Yeah, Chris is nice. Chris is nice guy. Get him on your podcast. Has he been on already? I feel like he's been he on already. Been on he hasn't been on yet. I'm gonna. Yeah, he came, he came on mine. He's a good lad. I'm gonna surprise him and ask him. He'll do it. He'll do it, man. He'll be on it. Um, what have you stopped? Why have I stopped? Nothing really. Um, no. No. I, I don't really have any, like, that bad habits. Yeah, I'm sat here drinking the odd beer, but I don't go into extent or anything. Um, yeah, I'm fucking boring at this, mate. It's um, <laughs> <That's laughs> man. No, what, about go, what about going out with the family and stuff like that? Like, anywhere you used to go, you used to enjoy taking the family? Um, yeah, we did, we, to be fair, because we, we live Kent, we like, we like to take the kids out and we all go down to Hastings and nice and do and Dover yeah Dover I always get Devon and Dover mixed up because I'm a mong um, 
um, obviously, um, the Dover coast is nice and, and, yeah. and things like that. So we like, we do like to take the girls out. Um, and unfortunately it's a fucking pain in the ass because they get itchy feet. They want to go out. Yeah. And I can guarantee when the fucking lockdown eventually finishes and we're like, Oh, do you want to go somewhere? They're going to be like, nah, like, you came in a little, yeah. you fucking, yeah, my, my, kids have got my personality and it's so annoying because it's like <laughs> I've been two small versions of myself. Yeah, it's fair, it's fair, <laughs> fair enough, man. Um, so we, so I have to slightly change this question. So <laughs> originally it is, what's the first thing you're going to do? But now it's, what's, what's the second thing you're going to do after lockdown <laughs> finishes? It's, it's going to have to go to the pub or something. Or it's going to be meeting up because I'm quite lucky. So basically three, two, two or three, definitely two. Two of my best mates actually live down the road from me. Cool. Only a bit further out, but um, yeah. So my my close buddy Chris Dunn and um, Dan Shipper, they literally live down the road from me. Both served um, on fifteen squad and both went to Iraq and Afghanistan together as well. Right. Ended up, we ended up making our own five-a-side football team for a while until my fucking knees decided to go. Oh no, you're a fifty-year-old man, not thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're Fair definitely play. going out, going out, meeting up with the lads, and going out for a few beers and having having a decent chat. It's it's one thing having like your Zoom calls over yeah, the phone yeah. with each other, but another one actually sipping a beer and that. Yeah, a nice no. Barbecue or something. Yeah, fair play, uh, Tomo. It's been it's been great putting a face. Um, Next to the old logo, mate, and having a bit of a chat to you. You um, look very similar to me, aren't you? Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> Tomo, where can people find you, mate? And uh, tell, them, tell them where they can find the podcast and all of that good jazz. You can find me on all platforms. Um, yeah. They're all slightly different, I believe. So uh, Instagram is the main one that I tend to use most. Um, that is at granite0pod. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is just at Granite Zero. And Facebook is at Granite Zero, but the O is an actual zero. Cause, right, okay. Because I'm cool. Yeah, because you're edgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, c- cool. Tom or mate. Um, thanks very much for coming on the show, mate. I, I enjoy your podcast and I, I enjoy supporting fellow veterans and their endeavours. Um, I feel like if we all sort of stick together and work together, we can all achieve what we want to achieve and um, 100%. Be, an out, be an outlet for, for anyone trying to get the story out there. And uh, thanks very much for your time, mate. Stay no safe problem, and I'll mate. catch you soon. All right. Cheers, Mucker. Cheers, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye.